0: Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Sal Vetri here, and we are going to be breaking down today. The six-game slate, the NBA is back, a week off for the All-Star break. But we are now back, six-game slate. It is Thursday, February 20th. I hope you all had a great break from the All-Star Um, break, I guess you can say, Uh, NHL, PGA, whatever you were playing, XFL, hopefully as well, dabbling in all those streets. But welcome back. Now we're going to break this down. But before we do, I want to say thank you all. Thank you all. We cracked the top 10 a couple days ago, like I've been saying, but maybe you've been taking a little bit of a hiatus from DFS with no NBA at least some of my videos maybe, but we cracked the top 10 in podcast rankings for fantasy sports. Now we're dabbling in between the 10 and 15 range, but I do appreciate it if you're listening on the podcast right now. Please take a couple extra seconds to just hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're using. And if you're on a platform like Stitcher, like Apple Podcasts, iTunes, if you're on one of those platforms where you can leave a review, just take those few extra seconds. If you're on the YouTube channel, you know what you can do to support me here. Hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. And if you're already a part of that group, thank you all so much. I appreciate you so much. So, With that said, you can find my Patreon exclusive content for today's NBA slate over on Patreon. That's where my projections already done for the six games. Interest pools already done. And let me tell you one thing. Uh, you know, DraftKings did not take the all-star break to try and tighten up their algorithm. No, everybody's underpriced. Um, everybody's underpriced. Uh, guys that have, for the people who like the 5x value stuff, and yeah, none of those guys at 5x are going to be meaningful today. 5.3x or better today. I have close to 30 guys projected for 5.3x or better. Want to see who? Uh, you can check it out on Patreon, but... It's just going to be one of those slates where you can play anybody you want uh, because DraftKings just did not care about changing uh, or tightening up the salary. So uh, with that said, we're going to go through the injury news like we uh, usually do here on the podcast uh, to start it up. And then we're going to get right into some of my early interest reasons as to why some players I'll be looking out for today. Uh, I do appreciate you being here. I will shout out Fantasy Draft fantasy draft is going to be the sponsor of today's show and the nba videos for the rest of this month i do appreciate fantasy draft pretty much what they do is they they support my show and and they're giving in they're giving back to really the dfs community and now if you care about rake and that's something you care about they give rake free dfs over there you just sign up for a subscription a month and it it honestly becomes less than one percent of how much you're going to pay in rake and rake is something you don't really notice but over the long term you're getting charged interest of like 15 to 30 percent in dfs on rake and they're trying to say you know what you don't have that over here so that's their promotional thing it's how their company's built it's not just going to be a gimmick for a month or, or a year or whatever it is to start up the company. Also check out Fantasy Draft. I'll link their NBA lobby down below. If you Click that link. It does help me. Just a disclaimer there. So injury news in Atlanta, Clint Capella is still not going to be playing and he might be playing, not playing for a couple more weeks. So he got traded from this team from Houston, still has not played there uh, in Atlanta. This is going to continue to help Dwayne Dedman, who is now there, the center there, and has been playing before the all-star break. John Collins might pick up more additional run at center as well. Damian Jones to a lesser extent. The Andre Hunter was listed on the injury report as questionable with an ankle. We'll monitor that one. That would help other players get on the court a little bit more. Uh, maybe your um, Vince Carter's potentially Jeff T gets in the rotation a little bit more. In Brooklyn, Kyrie Irving still is going to be out and out indefinitely with a shoulder injury. Karis LeVert in a difficult matchup today against Philly. Uh, he will see a big bump in pan- fantasy point-per-minute production as well as minutes. And then you'll get the exact same thing happening for Spencer Dimity. More point-per-minute production for him. In Chicago, this is big news here because no Wendell Carter Jr. still after the All-Star break out with the ankle. No Chandler Hutchinson. Uh, he is now out as well, kind of s- the surprise inactive. Chris Dunn is still out at least four to six more weeks. His knee will be reevaluated. And Denzel Valentine is out with a hamstring. Hutchinson was the big one, small forward, power forward. They're just down a ton of bodies, especially their bigs. They're also down Laurie still for an undisclosed amount of time. So you're left now with your Cristiano Felicios, your Daniel Gaffords, who was injured before the All-Star break, really not playing. But I'm assuming he's going to be playing since they did not list him on the injury report. And then you also have... You're Luke Cornett. So those are your bigs right now. Fat young to an extent, but he's probably going to have to pick up a ton more three minutes at this point when there's no Hutchinson. You might see some more Shaq Harrison because of that. So there's a lot of injuries to the front court in Chicago. Keep a close eye on that. That's going to impact this slate because guys like Felicio, guys like Gafford are the flat minimum at $3,000. If they play 20 plus minutes and potentially play 24 plus today, there's some of the better plays in the slate. Luke Cornett's in the the 3K range as well. If he plays 24 plus minutes, um, like he's been consistently seeing, he's one of the better plays or at least values in the slate. In Detroit, Reggie Jackson not going to play today because he got a buyout. Uh, Detroit bought him out, and now he's going to sign with the Clippers. The Clippers are building some sort of super team there um, on both of their units. They now probably have one of the better backcourts uh, that is on their bench in Lou Williams and Reggie Jackson. If that's how they're going to play it, uh, when Pat Beverly gets healthy, that's probably one of the backcourt better backcourts in the entire league. Maybe a top 20 backcourt in the entire or a top uh, 15, top to- 10 backcourt in the entire league, and now that's on their bench. In Houston, well, I guess for Detroit that'll help Bruce Brown. Derek Rose, I'm going to assume it helps, but we'll see what the minutes look like. Before he came back, he was before the all-star break, it was his first game before coming back from injury, was sort of limited. I don't know if they go full 32 minutes for him today, full 30. I have him at 28 currently, still looks good. In Houston, Eric Gordon is questionable, was missing some games before the all-star break. It's gonna help Daniel House the most. Daniel House will play 34 to 36 minutes if Eric Gordon doesn't play. If Eric Gordon does play, Daniel House will get dropped back down to like the low 20s at best. Tyler Hero is going to be doubtful as well as Myers Leonard today for Miami and then in Milwaukee Kyle Corver will remain out so this will give a little bit of a bump now although George Hill is going to be returning so kind of just split it up it doesn't really matter too much but it might take some minutes away from him. Sterling Brown with George Hill returning maybe take the upside minutes away from guys like uh, Wes Matthews things like that Alex Len will remain out in Sacramento as well with a hit so you can continue to try and fire up Harry Giles and see how many minutes he plays it is surely a guessing game Um, Target offense sheet, I'll just stop on it if people want to take a screenshot of it. Um, The highest totals on the slate today are going to be Houston versus Golden State is the highest team total at 120.5. They're nine and a half point favorites. That is the late night, 10.30 p.m. East Coast time, Hammer. Uh, And then the next highest are, actually, you get Miami in a really nice spot here, Uh, a slight or a pace up spot of about 3.3 possessions I have. They're six and a half point favorites versus Atlanta's uh, atrocious defense, a 118.5 team total. Milwaukee, a 118.25 team total here is the third highest. The number one game on the slate would be Atlanta-Miami in terms of a 230 and a half game total on that one. Again, Miami six-point favorite. You get Atlanta with a 112 team implied total. So Miami looks like they're in a very good spot compared to their season, season average in points um, as well as season average in pace. Milwaukee, as always, is just going to find themselves in a great spot. They're actually in a slight pace down spot today against Detroit, but they are 13-point favorites. So... That does seem sketchy when there's no Drummond, no Blake, no Reggie Jackson now, and you're going to be rolling out there with, I mean, honestly, Christian Wood um, just is going to continue until he's probably closer to like a 9k player at this point, be heavily rostered in DFS. Um, It's hard to get away from him when he is the premier player on this team with a a hobbled Derrick Rose right now. Other games that stand out, you have a nice game here, at least in real life, Sacramento versus Memphis. It's a, a half a point spread they're favored by right now, Memphis, so pretty much a pick them. A 228 total ends up being the third highest on the slate, 114.25 team implied total for Memphis, 113.75 for Sacramento. A lot of guys in this game that I do think are interesting. Some stand out a little bit above the rest, um, but a lot of them kind of fall to the middling of interests. That Houston and Golden State game, late night hammer, 231.5 total is actually the, the highest uh, one point more than Miami and Atlanta let's get into some of these early interests. And there's just so many. Um, it, it's a slate that is grossly priced. And you can put that on a recorder and, and listen to it for um, the rest of the season, probably because I don't know what's wrong with the pricings this year. But as you can see right here, I literally listed way more than I usually do 26 players of interest in my player pool right now I have over 60. So that'll probably get slashed down to around 50, hopefully for a five for six game slate. But There are a ton of players that are viable today. This is listing them in salary preference order. So if you want those projections, you want to see them updated up into lock, you can get that over on Patreon. Um, That is over there with interest pools and just point minute projections and a bunch of other stuff as well that I do for my uh, every single day calculations over there. So the first thing that you're going to get today is uh, Giannis at 11,100. Yes, there's other options up there like Harden. He's clearly fine today as well if you want to get there. I believe same price, but I do prefer Giannis if I had to pick one in a matchup against Detroit where Giannis is just playing huge minutes. And now the big concern is that they blow the mounting plays 26 minutes, but it's not like Giannis can't score 60 fantasy points in 26 minutes. He gets the matchup against Detroit, who has just lost everything at this point with no drumming. You're going to be rolling out there Christian Wood, Thon Thonmacher, um, Markeith Morris to try and stop Giannis at this point. That's not going to go over all that well. Um, when you look at just overall defense from Detroit so far this season, they rank 24th in offensive rebounding rate percentages. And that was when Drummond's on the court for most of the time. So that's not going to get much better. Um, They're ranked 17th in turnover differential for one of the best turnover-causing teams in the league in Milwaukee. Joel Embiid at $9,000 against Brooklyn is just as broken of a price point as it probably gets at this point. Uh, Joel Embiid, a player who uh, just accelerates in so many different ways. Now, you're getting him averaging like 31 minutes per game. I haven't projected today at 31. The usage is over 31 for Joel Embiid as well. And Joel Embiid right now is 31.4% usage rate. It ranks in the top percentile for centers. He's been absolutely fantastic there. His assist percentage ranks in the top five percentiles for centers at 19 point, or 18.6%. It's hard to ignore that as well. Um, you know what you're getting out of Embiid. If you get the 30 plus minutes, which after the all-star break, by all accounts, you probably should unless we hear other news today. Looks really fine. Uh, Miami, both Jimmy Butler and Bam. I prefer Jimmy Butler at 7,900, but Bam's still a strong option against Atlanta today. Both of these players stand out um, pretty clearly in a matchup where they have the second highest implied uh, team total on the slate. It's a huge pace up and points up spot from Jimmy Butler so far this season uh, per in the glass, 28% usage rate top six percentile in the league. You got a guy who has a 28.5% assist percentage and assist to usage rate is 1.02. Those numbers all rank right around the best in the possible league for your position. Absolutely fantastic. You look at Bam Who assist percentage for centers, 22.2%. We just talked about how good Joel Embiid is hovering around 19%. Bam is an absolute monster when it comes to assist percentage. He gets the rebounding rate there as well, a 20.7% usage rate as well for a center. I do prefer Jimmy, but both of these guys look really strong. Aaron Fox is always a guy that I get to. He's 7,400. I project him for pretty much 34 minutes every time he's out there because if I don't project him for that much, um, the only reason he's not playing that is due to a blowout or in this game, again, a half a point spread or is due to an injury or, or just something, foul trouble. So at $7,400, if I give him 34 minutes, a guy with a 33% usage rate and a 35% assist percentage. Yeah, I'm going to get myself a good amount of Aaron Fox at 7,400. Christian Wood's hard to ignore. He's a 1.16 fantasy point per minute producer when you take Blake Griffin, Reggie Jackson, and Andre Drummond off the court. And he has a good sample of about 400 minutes of doing that so far this year. If you tell me that he's a 1.15 guy, right around there, right? And then you also want to tell me that he's going to play huge minutes just because he has to, even if it, even if those huge minutes, because Marquise Morris picks up some more run maybe and they want to keep running Thamma McCurr for some reason, even if those huge minutes are only 33 minutes and not 36 to 37 he's still going to be great. I have him at 34 minutes today. Really hard to get away from that type of production. Um, Buddy Heald at 6,600, whether they're going to start Corey Joseph over him or he's going to actually start, he should see still see 30 plus minutes of work in a close game. You get a guy at exactly a fantasy point per minute production, 6,600, maybe not one of the most uh, obvious values on the slate, but he does stand out. Jaron Jackson Jr., $6,000. They aim to play him 30 to 32 minutes a night. He's a 1.09 fantasy point per minute producer this year. I have him at 30 minutes. He looks pretty good. Derek Rose, the concern is, what does the minutes look like? Look, he's had a week off. He played, and maybe they say, okay, we want to keep giving you a little bit more run to get your legs back on the end of these games. We'll put you at 25 minutes, 28, because obviously injury concerns for Derek Rose are a real thing, and they had him on a very strict minutes limit for the first month to month and a half of this season, so uh, he was on a minutes limit in that first game back. Um we'll see now with no Reggie Jackson and a week of rest if he's just gonna play his full thirty to thirty two. I have him at twenty eight. Even at twenty eight he looks good. Be elite to playing thirty-three minutes a night, I have him at thirty-three today. Fifty nine hundred looks fine. Robert Covington playing huge minutes, 35 plus in his two games as a Houston Rocket. If I put him at 33, he looks okay. If I put him at 34, he looks good. If I put him at 35, he looks very good today. Thad Young at 5,400. There's going to be issues in this backcourt or this frontcourt without a doubt due to all the injuries for Chicago. You'll see at the bottom of this list is a ton of names from Chicago because right now you can project any of them for 20 or 24, 25 minutes and whichever one you do, they'll look pretty good really whoever starts at that point, but that young is going to be starting. Matchup against Charlotte is very good. If you're just talking about pure defensive um, rebounding rates and things like that, it's one of the better ones that you can find in the league right now. Points per possession wise, so far this season, Charlotte ranks fourth worst. They rank 27th in the league, points per possession with 114.2. They're allowing the fourth highest effective field goal percentage to the opposing team that's not great and then if you want to look at offensive rebounding rate they are the second worst team in the league in offensive rebounding rate meaning that they let, uh, allow a lot of defensive rebounds to the opposing team so this is why this means so much that young obviously will play a lot of the three with no hutchinson probably some at the four but when we get down to the bottom of this list all these chicago guys versus charlotte today they're in one of the best spots they can be for rebounding for just opportunities and shot um, shooting averages effective field goal rates so it's going to be important to see who starts there couple more guys in this range. Bruce Brown, to see a bump with no Reggie Jackson. Damian Lee at 5,200 is appealing to me, but I'm probably going to get to another um, player from this team who's a little bit cheaper, but Damian Lee is still appealing. Should play 28 to 30 minutes, point per minute producer around there. Uh, Jay Crowder, 5,000 now, part of Miami, have him at 30 minutes. He looks okay. Doesn't stand out head and shoulders, but if you give him a little bit more of a point per reduction boost, it does look good. But if Butler and Bam are going to be out there, maybe not as much needed there. I have Al Horford on this list of 5000 I will leave it at this. I do not like playing Al Horford when he's on the court next to Joel Embiid. He's like a 0. 0.7 fantasy point per minute producer. He has been terrible. He's nowhere near his 0. 0.9 something average that he is on the season overall. But he's $5,000 now. Uh, in the last game before break, they did play him off the bench, but they did not just directly play him as backup center. Now, they can easily do that, and you only get 18 minutes out of Al Horford. If he picks up any ownership at all, he's a guy I'll get away from. If he's playing off the bench and not next to Embiid for his full 28 minutes, it's a lot better than him. But I'm not sure they continue to do that. Matchup against Brooklyn is, is, is as good as it probably can end up getting for a guy like Al Horford. You still have Brooklyn. Um, so far this season, though, becoming a lot better in terms of their defensive rebounding rates. Instead of being one of the worst teams in the league against centers, there they're actually middle of the pack. They rank 14th out of the 30 teams. So defensive rebounding rate for Brooklyn at least has gotten a lot better. Their turnover percentage is their main issue. They rank bottom five in that department, but that's not going to matter too much for a guy like Al Horford. Duncan Robinson, 4,900. He's a wing against a weak Atlanta team that should play big minutes with likely no Tyler Hero and Myers Leonard in the rotation today for Miami. So it looks okay. Colby White, again, no Chris Dunn in the rotation, no Hutchinson. He should play 28 to 30 minutes at $4,700. And he's a strong point per minute producer against a team that allows a lot of good shot opportunities. Daniel House, 4,600. Only interesting versus Golden State if there's no Eric Gordon. He should then play 34 plus minutes. PJ Washington, 4,500 versus Chicago. This is a matchup against Chicago where they're missing all their bigs today. You're going to be able to likely feast on a Chicago team that already ranks um, bottom 10 in the league in rebounding rates. And that's when they at least have some of their backups to their starters. And now they're going to have backups to backups in. So Washington looks pretty good today at 4,500. Josh Richardson, first game before break, started his first game um. uh, since getting injured $4,200 today if he starts again he'll play 32 minutes I haven't projected that it just looks good the issue is that he hasn't been great consistently all year and at 4,200 on this type of a slate there might be better value the guy after him Jordan Poole will remain in the starting rotation I have Jordan Poole for 31 minutes in a nice pace and scoring environment spot against Houston it's hard not to like Jordan Jordan Poole at 4,000 when maybe he's not great, but who's left on the team to shoot? Andrew Wiggins is your shooter. Damian Lee is your best shooter on the team. So Jordan Poole has been shooting. He has been playing very well, and the price tag of 4,000 is appealing. D'Anthony Melton, over a fantasy point per minute producer this year, at the same price point of Jordan Poole, not going to play the exact same minutes, 30 plus, but even if I give Melton 30, 23 minutes, 24 minutes, it looks really good. And then you get these bigs um, for Chicago Luke Cornett at 3,700, Cristiano Felicio at 3,000, and Daniel Gafford at 3,000. Gafford did return, was active for the final game before the All-Star break, just didn't play in it. So if he's active today, well, then we'll see how many minutes he plays. Maybe I put him at 18, 20 off the bench. If he starts, well, then I'm going to put him at like 28 to 30. Whoever starts here, if it's Cornette, I'm just going to end up giving him like 26 to 28 minutes, and that guy will look the best. Um, But it's really difficult because you have Cornette who can play power forward. I imagine that they'll put him there some. I don't just expect them to not run Cristiano Felicio. If you have a situation where Gafford is starting and Cornette's not starting, well, then I probably would just have no Cristiano Felicio shares, maybe I'll project him for some minutes. But in that scenario, I would probably see something like a Gafford 24, Cornette 24 split. Cornette maybe picks up a couple more minutes at the four, and then maybe you get Gafford for like four minutes at the five. But right now, it's a little bit all up in the air. Um, The bigs are all a mess with no Carter, no No Laurie still, and then you still have no Hutchinson, no Valentine. So some of those power forward options and and small forward options are gone. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what they roll with the starters. But in as good of a matchup as it gets, second worst rebounding team in the league in Charlotte, you're going to find yourself, and again, bottom four in effective field goal percentage allowed, you're going to find yourself probably rostering a Chicago Bull uh, tonight. And that doesn't feel great, but they're just dirt cheap and you don't need them to do too much as long as they're going to be pretty much in line for 24 plus minutes. So that's it. That is the first video back from the NBA All-Star break. Hopefully you enjoyed this video. Be sure to hit the like and subscribe button. The major things on the YouTube channel, hit the subscribe and the notification bell. Let me know in the comments down below, who are you most excited to roster tonight? I don't know who I'm most excited yet because there's just so many great options at this point. Somewhere around maybe Jimmy Butler, Christian Wood early on look like guys who are somewhat exciting, but there's just a pool of guys below 5k who are value that maybe have upside in the 30 plus range. And also, if you're listening on the audio version, before you exit out of this app, before you do whatever you do, you can just take a couple seconds, um, whatever you're on, Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever you are, just hit the follow button or the subscribe button. Helps me out a ton. really helps us hopefully maybe cracking back into the top 10, maybe even the top five. And then if you are on Apple or Stitcher or wherever, you can leave a review. You take a couple seconds, you scroll down once you're on the podcast page and the review section will come up. I do appreciate that a lot. My name's Sal. Check out Fantasy Drive. Check out my Patreon exclusive projections. Peace out, game.